Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. That's me. Hello, Tallahassee. God bless you all for tuning in to the Stone Builders Hour. This is a unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you and loved ones while building healthy relationships. Now, last week we shared about encouragement. Yes. How to encourage oneself, how to encourage others, and the benefits to both the giver and the receiver. Well, I'd love to encourage people, but today we wanted to do something different. Uh, This is going to be a session about the one thing that no one deserves, but it's given freely. Can you guess? Grace. The Greek word is cherish, meaning unmerited favor and undeserved blessing. Mm. I need some favor and I need some blessing. Yes, we do. And do you see that word in there? Cherish. It almost is spelled English, C-H-E-R-I-S-H. Cherish to love. Yes. And maybe even charity. So, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace Mm. is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's what Jesus said. But Paul uh, repeated it because when he received a thorn in his flesh, he had to say that. But he was also possibly wrestling with sin because that's the thorn. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just face it. That's right. So keep listening to see where you fit in with grace. But also remember, you can now listen to us, to our past shows, our current show on this station, but also on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and now we added Spotify. So we are in the podcast world. Praise God being out on the airwaves. Mm. And you know what? I need more grace. Whether it's undeserved or not, because yes. the grace comes from above. Yes. And especially now, because we are living in perilous times uh, with the uh, the uh, the coronavirus. Corona. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just calling it a virus. Because I say corona, I think beer. So we're just going to call it the virus that has shut down our government. Yes. So not only do we need grace, but we need to pray for our country and countries because never before has this happened in history. So, but that's why with all this stuff going on, yes. you need a chiropractor. Yes. You need to visit our uh, stone builder partner, Dr. Elton Powell, at the Chiropractic Physician and Dynamic Style and Wellness Center. Now, headaches, diabetes, call him for an appointment at 850-402-9061 and let him know that the stone builder sent you over. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to speak on the true meaning of grace. But remember, as Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for Your you. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I want to thank you and praise you. Praise you too. Your grace grace and mercy for oh Lord. 
name is Anne-Marie Baker and I used to have severe excruciating right arm and neck pain thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center I no longer have any pain or discomfort and my issues were resolved without having any surgery Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Are you sick? Nah, I just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. We're back. And uh, before we go into grace, because grace is sufficient, and we need your grace towards living stones by sowing a seed of faith into solid foundation. And you can do that by uh, visiting our website at we livingstones.org and uh, visit our site and there's a different uh, there's a prompt where you can make a donation on uh, that's secured on our website or you can go to dollar sign l stones 51 on cash app dollar sign l stones 51 cash app so because you know why because grace is tricky because it comes from above you know jc mentioned the greek word uh, cherish but it also may be known as chin c-h-e-n right and chin is meaning an act merciful compassionate towards someone and Zechariah 12.10, he wraps it up like as such as this, where God, uh, the Almighty, is speaking. And he says, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. And that spells out the coming deliverance of Judah. In the New Testament, grace is mentioned 156 times. So it takes on a special redemptive sense in which God makes available his favor on behalf of sinners who actually do not deserve it. This economy, the way it's going right now. Yes. Whoa. 
you know, there's a lot of conspiracies that are going on. There's a lot of, you know, the, the, uh, we're saying that China started in China. China said that we started with us. Some people said that it started because of some bats, because Chinese people like to eat bats. Other people say it comes from the laboratory. But you know what? Grace comes from above, and we are going to need a lot of it uh, in these coming days, especially grace with people are out of work now. Restaurants are closing, and now they want us all to stay home. So you have to listen to this word and forward this program to all your friends because this is the good news. Yes, it is. Well, one of the things when you mentioned Zechariah 12.10 that we talk about the outpouring of the spirit of grace and supplication. And one of the things this, this results in is conviction and repentance. And I think a lot of times we need to be talking about repenting because maybe God is trying to get our attention. There are some precious excuse me, Bible truths associated with the concept of salvation by grace. Let's list them and then we'll come back to explain them. First of all, okay. grace is for everyone. Yes. Secondly, grace and instruction, which we call obedience, go hand in hand. Thirdly, grace is conditional. Four, grace is not earned. So don't think you can pay for it. Five as, as, oh boy, can't say Assessing <laughs> you need that coffee. Put that coffee on. <laughs> Accessing God's grace is number five. And six, how do we continue in grace? So the first one, grace is available to all, but not everyone's gonna be saved. Oh, that's right. So we all have grace, but do we receive it? and accept it mm. based on the other six things that we have in this list or five things we have on this list. Number two says we will have to follow what Paul deemed as instructions for the grace of God. And this is coming from Titus 2, 11 through 12 for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that we should live soberly, righteously and godly in the present age. And when you go to Titus 2, 11 through 12, it talks about putting off uh, lust, filthiness, all of that. <laughs> so we are instructed to live soberly. And do we follow it? That's where the obedience comes mm. in. It is written in the prophets and they shall be taught of God. Everyone that hath heard from the Father and has learned comes unto me. And that's what uh, Jesus or Yeshua, as we call him, said in John 6, 4. So grace is for everyone, but yes. not everyone's going to be saved. Mm. And grace and obedience go hand in hand. So what do you think, Pastor? Good. I know there's well, more. I think that in 2 Peter's uh, 3.18, we talk about growing grace yes. and knowledge. All right. God does not just bestow grace on us. The third one that JC was talking about, grace is conditional. Yes, it is. The principle is illustrated by the example of Noah, who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Yes. That's in Genesis 6, 8. And yet, in Hebrews 11, 7, it shows Noah, who is the patriarch of his family, they were saved by preparing an ark in obedience to God's instruction. Well, I, I'm sure his neighbors were probably thinking he was out of his ever-living mind. 
time. So God does do some things that may not conform to this world, uh, just as we're dealing with the coronavirus and everyone's running around uh, uh, like the one man who took got a whole basement full of sanitizer. He bought up over eighteen thousand bottles of sanitizer. Why? I mean, you know, if you're going to catch it, you're going to catch it, but know the real symptoms, and maybe a little bit later we can talk about some of the real symptoms of the coronavirus that may stop people from having all this fear. Yes. And by faith, Noah being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, move with godly fear. Prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Yep. And it's also as listed in Genesis 6.22. Now Jehovah offered the grace to Noah by faith. He obeyed the Lord. And so he was blessed. Yes. While God extends grace, we humans must be willing to receive the favor. Yes. Are you willing to receive your blessing, which comes from above? We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. 2 Corinthians 6 1. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Yes. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Yes. We, we, we don't merit grace as in the previous number four, but grace is not earned. Correct. We don't deserve grace, nor may we earn it through doing good things. Some people say, oh, I did a good deed, I'm a good person. Understanding this will make us be better followers of Yeshua rather than puppets believing on our own we merit favor. Luke 17.10 states, When you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what our duty to do. So something you're just supposed to do. That's true. Some things people shouldn't have to ask you. Some things, this is, that's why God wants us to be servants. That's why he goes after the one lamb. You got a whole flock, but there's that one lamb. When you take time to help one person, boy, grace is sufficient. It's true. But when you, you spoke of that about doing the things that um, we're doing as servants, but the other thing is having common sense. Uh -oh. uh, when, when do we have to tell people to wash their hands? Please. I, I, I'm having oh, a problem Jesus. with that. And I'm, I'm kind of a germaphobe, so I know whenever I come into my home, I wash my hands. Because I've been out all day, touching everything, all of that. We have, we before all of this sanitizer right. business, we have sanitizer in our bathrooms, in our kitchen, just in different places. Even because, in our business. Right, because when you're doing things, you're handling and touching services where other people have touched. So to me, I don't know, that just appears to be common sense. Well, even and in our business and even in uh, we're out in public, we I know of men going into the washroom, doing their business and walking straight out the stalls without washing their hands. So and that's been going on for for a while. And so for years we have been sanitizing. <laughs> yes, and we and, uh, and uh, Clorox uh, wipes, wipes, Lysol wipes. We're, we're, yes. yes. <laughs> and then some of the, because of our business too, we were working on buses and rail cars. You were up in the rafters. Yes. You were pulling down stuff that would have dust and dirt. So we're very sensitive to the nature of keeping. 
clean. In fact, it says cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> hey, we're talking about grace, folks, and, 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 and how powerful it is. But I'm always telling a story. I just had a flashback when we were uh, at one of the buses and uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, matter of fact, we were working at the Port Authority of Allegheny County, and we were putting in video cameras. And so we took out the back seats, and it was like a roach bed. All these roaches come start coming out and everything. <laughs> and it's like, whoa! You know, so, and you see all those roach eggs and droppings and things like that because people, y'all take stuff on buses, especially up there in Philadelphia. They got hoagies, yeah. they got state cheese, <laughs> things, they got all kinds of stuff they bring <laughs> on the bus. And so, Mice, they because the engines, they, they they keep everything warm. So I, that's just a little rabbit trail. Once again, I went on the rabbit trail, but we are talking about you know. But God gave us grace that we were doing all that without any disease. Yes, and just remember, it takes common sense. So Pastor left off with four, yes. <clears throat> and I'm going to move on to five. That we access God's grace by our obedience. Mm. And I know a lot of times, and especially our younger generation, believes that certain things uh, we shouldn't have to do. Women do not have to submit. There are a lot of things that now this new generation does not kind of conform with. But my thing is, is when you do something under the orders of obedience, things work so much better. Yes. And I believe many do not understand that concept. We also need to be washed in the water. So Ephesians 2.8 speaks of, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works. You can't work for it. Yes. It's the gift that God gives you, lest anyone should boast. So I believe that we need to start looking at that grace describes the undeserved kindness by which our salvation is given. But it is also the power word describing the Holy Spirit's operational means. Because remember, when Yeshua left, he said he would give us his spirit that we that the apostles and disciples at that time would be able to move forward to yes. spread this good news. So it is that same Holy Spirit that's operating today. Grace is a force Mm. as well as a favor, a verb as well as a noun. And later on, we are going to be talking a little bit more about grace is not abstract. See, everyone thinks it's something what, what is this? My, my middle name, Celestial. It's out there. It's ethereal. But no, it's really personal. Yes. Romans 6.3 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized unto his death? And a lot of times people forget that water baptism is not only a symbol of the believer's union with Christ, but it's also a symbol of our union with him in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So we must continually embrace grace. I don't know about you, but I need as much grace Grace. that I can get. And I love the verse. I'll have to go back and find it that says grace and mercy abounds 
daily, mm. and I need it each and every day. So number six talks about um, one of the things that will otherwise will fall out of favor. But number six is that grace is continuous. Otherwise, if we don't have grace, just think of your children hmm. when you give them simple commands or instructions. You want them to obey it. And the story is the mother who leaves. She's going out for to do some errands. She leaves her son's at, son at home. He's, she asks one thing of him yeah, that he I just mops this. the floor. <laughs> so he gets start looking around. You know how kids are. They start looking at this, looking you at that. To work. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> well, our kids did because that was part of their, their, their chores and jobs. But one of the things he started looking around, he says, oh, it's really dusty in here. I think I'll dust first. And then he says, oh, kitchen. There's dishes in the kitchen. Oh, I think I'll do that. And then he goes upstairs. He starts making beds. He does everything. And then mom comes home after all her errands and she looks around and everything looks cleaner. It's nicer. Everything. But she looks down at the floor and it's not done. So she says, you know, and that's the devil, isn't he? He gets you to do everything except stay focused on what God's instructions are. So one of the things that we must do is we need that grace each and every day to keep us on task. Otherwise, we fall from God's favor. Second Corinthians 6 1 says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness mm. of the flesh and spirit, mm. perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Because I, I think a lot of what, why we do what we do is because we really don't fear God. Yeah, that's true. But the, but the verse says, fear not him who can kill only your body. Mm-hmm. But fear him who can kill both body and spirit. So I think sometimes if we had that kind of fear on us, I think we would spend more time being under grace rather than thinking, oh, we can do what we want. Because it's in vain. It is possible to refuse the benefits of grace. Mm-hmm. But if we refuse it, we're denying God. Noah got it right when uh, he was focused yes. in, in being obedient and only fear God. Uh, when JC told the story about, you know, you're asked to do one thing, but you tend to do everything else. But like going on a rabbit trail, like I always do. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so, but Noah was, uh, he was awesome that way. And, and because I'm, I know in Proverbs uh, 334, uh, he, the almighty, gives grace to the lowly. Yes. And uh, and sometimes we have to lower ourselves Thank so you. that we can come up. Yes. And, uh, and that's why when you, you know, you say you bow down uh, before the king. It's like just a humbling yourself yes. to, uh, to uh, the almighty God. But let's take a, a short break to, to hear from our awesome sponsors. And we'll be back on the other side on What is Grace? Let's keep violence from going viral. 
Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, with a message about threats on social media. Noble wants to remind you that anyone who makes, posts, or transmits a threat to kill or harm another person commits a second-degree felony in the state of Florida. This includes the threat of a mass shooting at a school or anywhere else. If you like, comment, or share an online threat without reporting it to the authorities, you could be committing a serious crime. Any threat to harm others should be reported to law enforcement immediately. This can be done anonymously if you don't feel safe. But if you see something, say something. Contact the police, a school resource officer, or another school official. You can also call Big Ben Crime Stoppers at 574-TIPS. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Pastor and I are back to discuss more about what is grace. Mm. (laughs) We know in the Old Testament, grace is translated chen and appears 60 times. We already discussed the example of Noah mentioned earlier in the program. Man too gives grace. And one of the best stories I love is about Jacob and Esau. And we know that in Genesis 27, Jacob uh, whittles uh, Esau out of his birthright because Esau was hungry. Now, he just gave him up for a morsel of bread. That's a whole lot of giving up. Yes. So Jacob left the scene and decided had remarried and was coming back to his homeland And in Genesis, we find him in Genesis 33. So when we talk about man too gives grace, as with Jacob begging Esau to receive him with favor after he stole his birthright. He did. (laughs) And that was. Or not. Maybe he gave it up. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he did. And remember, God has a way of juxtaposing the birthright to usually the second born and not to the first born. We've seen that with Joseph and a few others. But uh, seven times this typical Eastern response represents complete submission and that's in 33.3. Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. So that's what Jacob was doing. But Esau's response in 33.4 is such an incredible example of grace that some see it as the example behind what we talk about the earlier you talked about the prodigal son. Right. So in Genesis 32.5 first, then Genesis 33.8, 10, and 15, then Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of the Lord. Because 
technically Esau had forgiven his brother and he didn't miss him. But Jacob was, let's face it, he was scared. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, know did, he, he know he did wrong. <laughs> he didn't know what to expect. Right, right, but right. Esau in the end told him, look, man, keep what you have because I don't need it. But Jacob wanted to give him at least something because he felt he owed it. Or again, unmerited favor. It wasn't about he deserved it. Right. It was something that he wanted to give out of his heart. Praise God. And remembering um, uh, Moses' conversation with God, um, God's unmerited favor with him. And, and, and really, when you look at um, uh, Exodus 33, when uh, the renewal of the covenant, where right. uh, the Lord, uh, he led uh, to Moses as the Israelites uh, from Egypt out into the desert. And uh, and he just found favor. Uh, God told Moses five times he found favor with him. And... Uh, and that must have been something else, though, when you think about that early time when when he found favor to Moses, he, he, they set up the tabernacle. But then Moses actually went to talk to the Lord, and the Lord was talking to him face to face like we're talking right now. And people were saying, my, my, my. <laughs> First of all, they were afraid of uh, all that glory. Yes. And then to have Moses go into the cloud and Moses in Interacting and they're watching all this. If you see that interaction that God has for this man, you would want to follow him. But no sooner than he left later on in the scriptures, he goes up to get the Ten Commandments. In that short time, less than 45. Yes. They reverted back to their old ways. No wonder the Almighty was mad. And he's still sometimes upset with us to this day. But, you know, also uh, most of the story of uh, Gideon uh, speaking to God about the Minions uh, with his offering to ask God to prove him that he was to go and strike down Midian. And in Judges 6.17, then he, Gideon, said to the Almighty, if, I, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that is you who talk to me. And that's awesome because sometimes you want to know who am I talking to? Because you want to make sure you're talking to uh, the Almighty or you talking to uh, the deceiver. And you know that he can't do nothing without the approval of the Almighty. But sometimes you want to know who am I talking to? And that's what, uh, and that's what Gideon uh, was uh, talking about too. And Samuel too had favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now that's in 1 Samuel 2.26. Now the boy Samuel is described as growing in stature yes. and in favor. Yes. Not only with the Lord, but also with men. He, he was awesome, young boy. The verse is quoted uh, in the New Testament, and uh, you can find that in Luke uh, 2.52. It's significant because it describes the growth of Samuel and the favor that he had as a child. And one of the reasons why he got that favor, because his mama couldn't have no babies. Yes. And she prayed. And she for him. went to the temple right. and prayed. And and her husband thought she was what drunk, but she was filled <laughs> with the, the spirit. spirit. Praise prime God. example of what how the Holy Spirit works. And after the child was born, 
to go to your husband and say, because the Lord gave me this child, I want to give him over to the Almighty. You know how difficult that was to, to give up your child and then to leave your child after he was old enough, you know, uh, you know, he, after he wasn't uh, being fed anymore right. uh, by her body. And, and then they leave him and she would come back and check on him. But that was a heck of a sacrifice. She and the Lord blessed her with other children. Yes. Talk about grace. Well, so, go ahead. But, well, yeah, okay. I'm still excited on about grace. <laughs> but now, again, grace is translated cherish in the New Testament. And one other example of grace, it doesn't necessarily mean that God, God was involved, but the story of Esther, and we know about the story of Esther, and I believe this falls in this category too, because she found favor with the king, and humbled herself under the Lord, and um, her father had to convince her because she wasn't, she didn't believe that she was the one, and until she uh, went before the king, she had to actually ask the king for his permission because he was what he was dazzled. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes God. when you carry the grace of God. It will change your persona. It's not going to change your personality and who you are and what you look like. But it will change your persona that other people will see something that they're attracted to and that they want to be involved in. So there are many other notable examples in Ezra 9 where Ezra prayed for the people marrying foreigners against God's will. Because here you go again. Uh, God's ready to take folks out. And so he had to go and pray for them in order for the grace of God, excuse me, come, to come on to them without being disturbed. This is when they went into, again, captivity. I don't know. These folks are always in captivity. <laughs> you think you learned your lesson after oh, one time. And one time would be enough for me, but apparently we haven't learned that lesson. Yeah. But in, also in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And I believe this is the heart of Jeremiah's prophecy because this new covenant will make his, his uh, will make God forgive his people putting his law in their minds and writing it on their hearts. Because a lot of times when we say grace, we don't realize that it's something that's personal, something that affects us to make us move forward in the right direction. Because we know what we can do by moving in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. But we want to change that and, and really just keep quoting it. And this uh, passage is also quoted in Hebrews, Hebrews 8, 8 through 12, and 10, 16, and 17. So if it's here in Jeremiah, we can look at this as a messianic prophecy referring to the church age to come. And Praise ladies God. and gentlemen, we're living in, you know, Pastor always says perilous times, mm -hmm. but we're also living in those times where everyone can turn their Bible to Matthew 24 and see the exact thing that Jesus quoted 
that we would have perilous times. We would have diverse diseases. We would have famine, yeah. hurricanes, locusts. Yeah. He described all that, but he says it's almost like your time to get it right. Your yes. time to really fall under grace. Because after this, but he said the time's not yet. Still not here yet. But after this, there will be the judgment. So Ooh, let's geez. get under grace. I submit, I submit, Father. One of my favorite scriptures uh, is uh, the parable of that uh, Yeshua talked about the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 through 32. It's an excellent example of cherish. Uh The father provided his young son all that was yes, due him. Yes, yes. Praise God. The fact that the daddy was even able to give him something. And then he went on and and lost it all and riots his living. But upon his return, after he after he blew it all, because yeah. sometimes you don't know who your friends are. Yeah. You know, when you up, friends, you got plenty of right. friends. But when you go down, where they at? After yeah. they and ate up your money, drank up your money, used up your gas, hit <laughs> up all your food. Then nowhere to be found. And now you at your lowest point and they're not there. But then he had that vision. If I go home, I could be a servant in my father's house. Yeah. That was being humble to himself that I'm not going to go back as my son. I pray that he just accept me as a servant. Right. But upon his return, when he believed he would become the servant of his father, his daddy showed him grace. Praise God. Now, it caused some other problems in the household <laughs> when he did that with his other brother. But you know what? It ain't about that. It was about... I see my son was lost, lost and, and now, now he was found and sometimes it's not about the money. You know, it's about your soul and your spirit and coming into your right mind. In Matthews 21 through 16, it's another example of the meaning of cherish. Because Jesus, uh, Yeshua, he was full of grace. Yes, he was. And grace and truth came through him. Praise God. In John 1 and 16 and 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And we also see in the writings of Luke's description of Jesus. And we'll come back and we'll follow through. But just, oh God, what a mighty God. And the fact that he sacrificed his life for us is amazing unto himself. Well, Paul also wrote in the epistles and letters about the seriousness uh, followers of Christ should have towards sanctification. And, you know, sometimes we don't think of sanctification, but it is a gift of the grace of God and proclaiming the instructions God left in not setting aside the grace of God. Because uh, there's one thing about uh, the, the grace of setting aside the spirit. There's a really big no-no, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, about some of the things that you should not do uh, in terms of grace, because if you do it, um, that cuts you off from from God. But Galatians 2.21 says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, then what? Christ died for nothing. Right. So we know that we needed Christ in order to can reconnect us uh, back to God, but it wasn't for not, it was for us to be saved. So if we can earn salvation 
by obedience to the law, then Christ's death means nothing. Mm. It's redundant. Yes. And so we need to look at that as we think about it, because a lot of people do believe that I will be able to get to heaven through good works. And it says <laughs> that is not true. So Paul even confesses with the persecution of the church in the beginning he defends himself as being what he is by the grace of God. And you know, Paul was the uh, the true Jew who was going around just knocking folks out left and right because they were believing something that he at the time did not believe. And so when he, God did knock him off that donkey or horse yeah. and blinded him, do you think you would have believed that he had was a change man? That's kind of hard to believe, and people did not believe, believe for a long him. Time. Yes, forever. It took him forever to convince Even his the disciples. Yes, that, that he was there. So it says in First Corinthians fifteen ten, and by his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly that they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So he knows the grace that God gave him because he was actually the one who was going about killing, knocking people in the head, probably killing them too. Oh yeah, he was. But it's just one of those things that we know that he is not the one who is being able to see. Sometimes we don't see people under grace. We see them like the old self and not the new self. Praise God. Paul also associated grace to the gospel. Yes, he in, did. In uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 15, you'll find that. And to justification, uh, that's in Romans. It's like faith, the means of salvation is through grace. And even the righteousness of God, mm. which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Yes. For all have sinned yes. and come short of the glory of God. Yes. Being justified freely by his grace yes. through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. 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 Where <laughs> my coffee? Through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Yes. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which he believeth in Jesus. Praise well, God. I, I think one of the things that about Paul, he really was troubled because of sin. And I know a lot of people take a different uh, tactic as to what he believed. But one of the important things about his grace, I was just going to read from uh, 521 through 6, I think it's 2. It says, Romans 521 says, um, and we'll go up to 20, says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Hmm. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I think so many times we forget 
that even when we're in our sin, yeah. we can still come out, but we have to have faith and believe in Jesus that and sin, no more. Do, and sin no more. But it also says in 6, Romans 6, 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he says in 2, certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, once you make that commitment to live under grace, you don't have to live in sin. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized also into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness in life. So everything's already been done. Yes. We don't have to continue in dying to sin because we are ladies and gentlemen, in our resurrected bodies. We are in the resurrection. Even though there's a coronavirus, even though everything's shutting down, yes. even though I may not be bringing in the money that I was bringing in before, Christ has said that he has abound and grace abounds much more. So we are, I know I'm under grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Because we, we're his workmanship. Yes. Because we have been created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Yes. Which God hath before ordained from the beginning. Thank that you. That we should walk in them. All we have to do is walk in our anointing and just follow the Christ and Sin no more. Correct. Baptize. And, and God has favor. And grace, know this, ladies and gentlemen, grace is not an abstract. It's not. You know, this is truth in the American way. <laughs> I thought I was going to listen to Superman there for a second. I was feeling like Superman. Well, may go out. well I'm not going to say that. because <laughs> A lot of folks don't even know that that's part of the Superman All right. uh, cartoon okay. where back during the you know, Superman used to come on TV back during the 50s. Yes. And so I'm just thinking it used to be truth in the American way. That's where I was at with that. But, but stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back and we're talking about grace. There were so many times but I came so close Oh man, death He tried to take me in So the reason I'm here Is not hard for me to see In fact, it's so easy for me to explain It was God's grace God's grace God's grace It was God's grace it was God's grace. God's grace. I made it this far. I made it this far. Yes, I did. By the grace of God. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1.
Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702 or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. JC and I are back. We're enjoying the Stone Builders Hour. And I just want to follow up. Grace is active and personal. Yes, it is. It's not abstract. God's heart is working in the heart of man and through his agent, the Holy Spirit. We still associate grace with God's graciousness, but it should be associated with his power of salvation. Yes. God's generous act of his divine power in man is a 24-7 experience. Now, as a noun, chin, we've been talking about a lot of chairs, yes. but chin applies to the gracefulness or beauty, but it also means favor or God or goodwill. I'm telling you, I want God's will. Yes. In Psalms 22, 11, he who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Mm, thank you. It may also mean loveliness, agreeableness, goodwill, gratitude. But most cases speak of God operating in the heart of man. Mm. Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. Yes. The forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. Oh, thank you, Lord. His thank good you, pleasure. Lord. Thank you. Not Lord. mine. Yep. Previously, Pastor and I distinguished between Chen and Cherish. Chen being in the Old Testament and Cherish being in the New Testament. Grace, due to various translations and expressions, may mean more than the original languages would allow. So, in the case of anything, you lose translation when you translate from one particular language to another. But Paul is a good interpreter to language of words since he was a devout Jew before God transformed him into a believer. Yes. Let's look at grace as power and justification. Full of grace and power, as previously mentioned, and showing in Acts 6, 5-8, verses Ephesians 4, 7-13, speaks on the gifts of grace and gifts of the Spirit. Hebrews 10.29, uh, you can reference Zechariah 12.10 too, and we talked about that previously in the program, where Paul identifies one of probably the most grievous sins that we can have, of how much worse punishment, this is Hebrews 10.29, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. And one of the things that they're talking about here is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
Therefore I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit mm. will not be forgiven. Matthew wow. 12, 31. In Isaiah 55, 8-9, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And believe it, the Bible provides a consistent record of this very fact. But from this book's beginning to the end, we always see mankind at odds with his creator. No matter the topic, human beings have developed a, quant a contrary viewpoint and the confidence that they are right. Everybody needs to read Romans 1 and read it over and over again. But, you know, I think one of the things that we need to look at is this really epitomizes what the Pharisees saw. Because remember, they was goody, goody, do goody, 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 goody. And they could do no wrong. And every time Jesus said something to them, they would always say, well, who are you? How do you say it? And as bad as that was, though, Jesus had an earlier interaction with the Pharisees that caused the Son of God to utter some of the most sobering words in the entire Bible. And that's Matthew 12, 31 through 32. He warns about crossing a line that can never be uncrossed. Mm -hmm. And that uh, passage reads, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. And we read that before. But it's the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit that will not happen. Mm -hmm. And this is called the unpardonable sin. So blasphemy is not talked about much these days. People don't so. don't you know, say, oh, that's old stuff. Right. That comes in the Old Testament. But isn't that mm -hmm. the first verse of the commandments? I am God, and there should be no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. So when you lift something else up, you're putting another god before God. Or you're saying you're not the right God. You're you're not the God that I can serve. You see, he's a jealous God. Yes, he is. So I, I just believe that we need to really take to heart that we are given, a, we have been given a gift that we don't deserve, that we have not merited. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. trust me, I fear the 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 one who can kill both my yes. body and, and my, my spirit. You don't want to go to that lake of fire. <laughs> no way. I want to be that number. Yeah, one forty four. Praise God. So justification is when man reckons his gift to God. Man has no claim, but God provides the gift yes. he has not earned. Thank you, Lord. It has a relationship to the guilt of sin relating to God's mercy. Hmm. Romans 5.20 talks about, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Mm. But where sin abounded, yes. grace abounded much more. Thank Praise you. God. Yeah. The one unpardonable sin, as mentioned earlier, the sin of spiritual self-satisfaction. That's noted in Luke uh, 16 and, uh, and 15. And he says to them, uh, the Yeshua, you are those who justify yourself mm. before men, but God knows your heart. Mm. For what is highly esteemed among men is an mm. abomination in the sight of God. 
Abomination. Abomination? What did I say? <laughs> Where are my glasses? All right, so I need to clean my glasses. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than one little tittle. One little, a tittle? What's a tittle? Tiny mark. <laughs> of the law to fail. Praise God. You know, when you're writing and you go to sign something and your pen accidentally touch and make that little tiny mark. So that's how tiny, how small we are in comparison to the law of reigning. So the best way to interpret what grace means for you and me is to read the scriptures. Yes. It means that God provides us grace to those that ask good things like redemption and his son freedom without payment and the Holy Spirit to carry on his work through us. We provided several verses for you to review later or you can read, uh, put this tape and put it back to the beginning. The meaning of grace applies to us when we are connected to God, the Father, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It also connects us with other believers through no action of our own, but we're connected if we are under the spirit of grace. And that's why you should you, uh, receive not the grace that God has for you in vain. Yes. Because as we said earlier, he said, my grace is sufficient and by my grace you're saved. And just know that boldly, you go boldly to the throne of grace. Yes. And you are an heir of the grace of life. And that's First Peter, that heir of the grace of life is First Peter. And, and I was going to say, one of the things I really want to emphasize that we really need to take this seriously because Mark 3.29 makes it even more plain. He who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never Never. has forgiveness, Mm, mm, mm. but is subject to eternal condemnation. Ooh, Lord. Well, uh, JC and I, we're going to take a short break and uh, uh, we'll return after you hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. with you. wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality in Recolor Gardens in Crawfordville, just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens, with two, three, or four bedrooms, and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. 
down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar, 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. That's McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Well, the Stone Builders Hour is back. We want to say this has been a great experience talking about grace. I love it. But you know, you can become a Stone Builders partner by sewing into Fertile Ground. You can go to our website, We Living Stones with an S dot org, or our Cash App dollar sign L Stones 51. Donate today so you can continue to hear us on this radio station, but you may also listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Can't say that more fast five (laughs) times. One common denominator associated with grace is God's wrath. And I think we heard a little bit about Mm -hmm. that about grieving the Holy Spirit. It occurs 36 times in the New Testament. Another expression also speaks on wrath that appears 18 times in Revelation. It expresses the intense and sustained disposition of God towards evil and those who abandon themselves to it. It is not impulsive or emotional, but rather God is deliberate and measures reaction towards sin, which is why he gave us grace. Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. You know, cherish as we know grace in the New Testament is our redemptive sense that God makes available for us as a favor. And many of us have superficial meaning of grace. Yes. But the reality is, it's far more serious. It's life or death. We must make it a reality that should change how we relate to the Almighty. Yes. And remember, it's not only grace, but also being obedient to the Almighty God. Yes. Let's say a prayer, Father. Yes. Uh, we just uh, thank you uh, for your grace. Yes. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for embracing us. And we just ask that you hear this prayer. Let it be a sweet aroma to you, Father. As we ask that you bless uh, those people who are going through a hard time right now through the closure due to the virus, dear Lord. We know people are losing jobs. People can't pay rent. People are unable to feed themselves, clothe themselves. But we know, Father, with your grace, yes, it's always, always sufficient. sufficient. Thank you, and Lord. we just pray for all those volunteers and all those workers who are still going to work in the midst of uh, a, a, a dangerous a situation of catching the virus. 
But dear Lord, as long as we stay obedient to the word, as long as we do uh, what's right in your sight, as long as we follow the law, wash your hands, you know, clean up after yourself. Don't breathe on anybody. Stay within the realms that have been set down by government and we will all be fine. I just pray for a cure to, to come uh, back so that uh, a medical cure. But you are Jehovah Jireh, yes. the Lord uh, who uh, provides and Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Thank and we you, just Lord. ask that you provide healing right now or those folks who have, have the disease and those who may catch it because we know that your grace is sufficient. So we yes. just thank you, Father, yes. for all that you do for our lives. Amen. Amen. Join Dr. Powell. Uh, visit his website at dynamicspowellandwellness.com or call him at 850-402-9061. If you got that diabetes and you want to lose weight, give him a shout out and let him know that the Stone Builders sent you. Until next week, we're out. Praise God. Praise God.